Welcome to track number 13 of The Privilege. Everybody found that page in your notebook. Delivered from a low-ranking job. Have you, have you found it? Give me a wave. Give me a wave if you found it. Nobody at the back is waving. Are you waving? Is there a problem at the back? Okay. So I need you to talk to me now. So what is number one? Everybody, shall we go? You've been elevated above a routine job. Is that what you have? Do you have something different? Is anyone who has something different? Okay. So what's number two? No, 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 no. I need to hear you. I need to hear you. Okay. So everybody, shall we go number two? You've been elevated above the rank of a minor, of being a minor, of being a minor. Okay. And then number three. Elevate above being what? A subordinate. A subordinate. Okay, number four. You've been elevated above an inferior job. Are you excited about that one? That you have a superior job. That you have a better job. That you are no longer a minor. Are you happy? That you've been delivered from a routine job. That you have something exciting. Usually routine things are boring, isn't it? But now you have something exciting. Hallelujah. Next one. Oh, backbenchers, are you with us? You see, I need to hear your voice more than I'll know that life is real. Okay, so number five is what? You've been elevated above a lesser job. A lesser job. Okay, next one. You've been elevated above a substandard job. Number seven. You have been elevated above a second rate job. Eight. You've been elevated above a mediocre job. Nine. Average job, 10. Commonplace job, 11. An undistinguished job. Number 12. The rank of an ordinary job. You've been elevated above the rank of an ordinary job. Is that what you have? If you have something different, give me a wave. Even ele- because he didn't say rank of, he said ordinary job. So you've been elevated above the rank of an ordinary job. Okay, you want to say that one again? Number 12, shall we go? Okay, number 13. You've been what? An exceptional job. Number 14. A job that is not noteworthy. That is not worthy of being noted or noticed. 
you will not be remembered that you did anything. Have you done something you were not remembered before? Yeah. Now you've been delivered from that. And then number 15. Oh, a dull job. A dull job. Next chapter. Seven reasons why shepherding is a high-ranking job. How many of you believe that it's a high-ranking job? So why is it a high-ranking job? Number one. Because you are what? It involves leading people who are by nature ungrateful and forgetful. Have you met an ungrateful person before? How many of you have experienced ungratefulness before? What about forgetfulness? How many of you have been ungrateful before? Ah, should I ask you when you were ungrateful? Pastor Abby, can you tell us when you've been ungrateful? Clap for Pastor Abby. I think, um, with respect to Reverend Obi, I think there's a lot that Reverend Obi has done for me in my life up to this point. And there are times when he will ask me for things and my reaction sometimes is not the best. And I think it's a sign of ungratefulness when I do that. So there are times I encourage myself. I know that there are times when I forget what he has done for me. So, like when he was trying to get me to come for the camp. <laughs> but I'm grateful. I'm, I've changed by the grace of God. Amen. <laughs> so, so you have to bring him some venison. Such as his soul loves. Who remembers that you have been forgetful before? Now nobody has been forgetful. Okay. How many of you have been... For- Look, you can't... We're in church. You can't lie. I mean, how can- are you now going to lie? Is it today that you are going to lie? How many of you have been forgetful before? Forgetful. Those in the front, nobody has been forgetful. I think Lady Pastor Busola said she's been forgetful before. I'm sure she would like to tell us when she was forgetful. Welcome Lady Pastor Busola all the way from South Africa. Please come and share some forgetful expeditions. Please come. Come. We're all listening. Yeah, and it's on tape. Even now I'm forgetful. <laughs> Forgotten. <laughs> I think that I think that in retrospect, when I when I think of my dad who is past now, I remember so many times when I challenged him over things and I, it was as if I never remembered that he brought me up and he cleaned my my poo-poo and I was his little girl. And when I when I got to my teenage and late teen ages, I was when Bishop was talking about it today, I could just see myself inside that. Maybe she forgot that this man actually brought you up as a child. 
And most of the times, we are like that. We are usually very forgetful, so stop looking at me because I'm talking about you. That's an insurance. I can go to the chair first. (laughs) Who else said they've been ungrateful and forgetful? Ah, Pastor Marcel, come and tell us the truth. And nothing but the truth. Be ungrateful and forgetful. Hallelujah. I remember when I was doing my O level. Well, I wasn't very good with maths. Yeah, so there was this guy. There was this guy who took me through um, some past questions. He spent the whole of that night. And then what he taught me actually came. And I passed. Now, I didn't go back to him to thank him. And after three months when I met him, and I felt very, very bad. Yeah, but I apologized to him when I thanked him. So I remember that day when I was going home, I remember something Shakespeare said. He said, ingratitude is monstrous. And for the... (laughs) Shakespeare said, ingratitude is monstrous. And for the multitude to be ungrateful was to make a monster of the multitude of the which we be members have made ourselves monstrous members. <laughs> that day when I was going home, I was thinking about that thing. I learned it in sixth form and I was applying to the people in the book. But I began to apply the thing to myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I realized that I'd become very monstrous. I should have thanked them. And I didn't. You are blessed and forgiven. Pastor Manuel, can you share some ungrateful experiences with us? Pastor Larry, have you been ungrateful and forgetful before in the work of the ministry? Yeah, so after him, you come and tell us, work of the ministry and ingratitude and forgetfulness. Well, I think again, my, my parents... Um, when I was growing up, uh, my parents, I mean, they, I, now when I look back at them, I always tell them that they're the best parents that I could have had. But when I was growing up as a teenager, when I passed through my teenage years, I mean, I felt that they were very, very, very some way because like I maybe had friends who their parents would allow them to do certain things, go out to parties, go places. But it's like my parents were very disciplined and strict and protective and they will lash us, you know, and things. So I felt that these are the worst parents in the world. And I used to pray to God that God, why didn't you give me better parents? You know, but, but now, I mean, I remember, uh, I think Mother's Day, I told my mom that you are the best mom that I could have had in the whole world. So... You are saved and delivered. Pastor Larry, ministerial ungratefulness and forgetfulness. Mm. Yeah. Hallelujah. Um, in ministry, yes. I mean, there have been so many um, ungratefulness and forgetfulness on my part. I don't even know which one to share. <laughs> <laughs> But I think as a missionary, um, 
I had an issue once on the mission field, and, um, you know, it really got to me in a way. And um, But thanks to some of the teachings that we received in the church, you know, one quickly came back into the, 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 the I mean, one quickly came back on course, and we are moving forward in the, in the right direction. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. Or you want me to go into details? Another kind. Um, I said many, so another one. I can't easily think of one. Forgetfulness. Even my wife. I think sometimes I haven't appreciated my wife. No, my wife is very phlegmatic. You know, she just flows. If I decide, we are going. I mean, and I think I have. I remember once I was preaching, and she had she had just stopped breast, breastfeeding her baby, and so the baby, I think she was in pain or something. So the, the kids were walking around, and I'm a bit choleric, you know. Maybe I'm quite choleric, <laughs> you know. And I I told her, look, when I'm preaching, I don't want these kids walking around, you know. And she's so phlegmatic that sometimes I forget some of the positive sides of her. And I really rebuke her from the pulpit in a way that I tell you, you know. And But she's a good woman, so, you know, <laughs> we've been flowing as though everything is normal, yeah. So if sometimes, you know, we forget, I, for, I mean, we forget our wives. Yeah. The ministry, it's not just the pastors or senior pastor, but the person, you know, close to you who is making things happen. Yeah. And I really appreciate her for that. Yeah. Very, very. It's better than the first parable, isn't it? Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Swat, point number two. What's the second reason? It involves people who will betray you. How many of you have been betrayed before? You have been betrayed. Oh, not many people have experienced betrayal. Okay, how many of you have betrayed someone? Okay, number three. It involves directing people who are wicked. I mean, if you are dealing with people of this nature, it must be a high-ranking job that you have. Isn't it? Number four. It involves working with people who can abandon you suddenly. I mean, suddenly means without notice. Without notice. You are just flowing and then suddenly there's no flow. Yeah. That is, that is what will happen. You are just, we're all flowing this way. Then suddenly, no, I want to go this way. And that's it. Okay. Number five. Because people are equalizers. Equalizers and what? And disrespectful. How many of you know that it's easy for people to equalize? Have you equalized before? Or have you been equalized? Equalize means we, we are made as equals and treated as equals. That we are all the same. What you deserve is what I deserve. What you get is what I get. I give you respect, you give me respect. One for you. <laughs> 
Okay, let's move on quickly. Number six. It involves leading people who are disobedient. Disobedience, disobedience is giving an instruction and it is not carried out. That is disobedience. When you are told to do something and you do not do it, you are being disobedient. So it involves leading people who you give instruction or a command to and it is not done. Okay? Number seven. Oh, I think some of you have uh, retired. Can we do number seven together? Right from the back to the front. Shall we go? Ah, Communicating with people who do not understand and who do not respond. It will be very difficult to lead such a person. Someone does not understand what you are saying. And will not respond to what you are saying. It's like dealing with a deaf and dumb. But sometimes that's how ministry is. It's like you're communicating with people who do not understand and who cannot communicate and cannot uh, respond. All right. Next chapter. Shepherding is a privilege because what? It involves becoming a a part of a government or a member of a government, okay? And then the next one was what? Oh, have you got the next chapter? I'm waiting for you. Are you sure? Shepherding is what? Yeah. And then we have what? 35. Okay, so we've entered today. 35 conditions. To becoming a a good shepherd. Okay. So what's the first condition? You must have a desire to to be a shepherd. How many of you here have a desire to be a shepherd? Desire to be a shepherd, a pastor. A desire is an interest. To be interested in that. I want it. I like it. Isn't it? Amelia, do you have a desire to do more? A strong desire or a weak desire? I mean, if you have a strong desire, strong desire, can you give me signs of a strong desire? I mean, say you have a, a strong desire. <laughs> ah, but if you say you have a strong desire, should you be able to explain to us what you mean by a strong desire? So let me ask you, how I many of you have a desire? A desire. I mean, you have a desire to be a shepherd. Then you have a desire. I've closed my eyes. Have you have a desire? Okay, put your hands down. Now I've opened my eyes. How many of you have a strong desire to be a shepherd? Strong desire. Strong desire. Strong. Strong. 
strong. Those are about no strong desire. I like the people at the back. I really like them. Oh, back, back benches. Strong desire. I want someone to give us signs of strong desire. <laughs> or, or what it means to have a strong desire. Who would volunteer to tell us why he's saying that his desire is strong? Brighter. Yeah. Where are you from? And uh, Yeah. You are from where? Tanzania. Tanzania, okay. Yeah, my name. Who's your pastor? My uh, my pastor Who is, is the a pastor of okay. Pastor David. He has a strong That's desire. Okay. So tell us. <laughs> a strong desire of uh, being a shepherd is like uh, you feel like you are in a position like uh, you want to beat a, a, a good shepherd at that, the same moment uh, like uh, right now like I feel like this time I feel like uh, uh, uh. come on give me a shout of praise <laughs> look yeah <laughs> No, listen, 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 listen. Everything, everything has levels. Everything has levels. Some things are dormant, some things are quite active, and then very active. What he's saying is that it's like when you have a sense of agency, that I need to do it, I want to do it, and I have to do it now, now, now. That's a strong desire. We all understand strong desire. Ah. 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 That's, I want it. I want, I want it now. 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 It's a strong desire. Brother, you have a strong desire. How many of you could sense that he has a strong desire? <laughs> Number two. Number two is what? You must have a divine call. You must have a divine call. That's Hebrews chapter 5 verse 4, isn't it? No man taketh this honor upon himself except or unless he's called of God. Okay. Number three. You must have a willing commitment. A willing commitment. Do you have any points on a willing commitment? You only have willing commitment. What's a willing commitment? You are serious to to take the steps involved. Because you have a commitment, but you know, you are really not doing what you have to do. Or you can say that I am committed. But you are not doing what you have to do to prove that you are committed. So a willing commitment is doing what you have to do to prove that you are really committed. Isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) number four you must have a godly character you must have a godly character how many of you believe God that you have a godly character okay 
By the grace of God. By the grace of yeah. By the grace of God. By the grace of God. Number five. Your wife must be qualified. Or your husband, yeah, to whom it may concern. <laughs> or your husband, or your wife must be qualified. What are some of the qualifications of a qualified wife? A flexible wife, a flowing wife, a what? A hospitable wife, and then what? A spiritual wife, a missionary minded wife. And then what else? Those are back. You've seen a revelation. Would you like to share with us? <laughs> Pastor Larry, what's the revelation there? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. A sexually active wife. Okay. And then what else? A what? A wife who obeys the word. Hey. Brothers have the point too. <laughs> and then what else? What? A role model. What's that? What does it mean? The wife is a good example. A good example to good example to who? To the other ladies. To the other to the younger women. Okay. I hope they will copy the good example. You have to be a good example to a good student. <laughs> Uh, is it not true? Because the, the good example is there, but they will not copy. Mm. So, your wife must be qualified. Number six. You must be what? You must be blameless in conduct. Blameless in conduct. What does it mean to be blameless in conduct? What does it mean to be blameless in conduct? What's morally upright? Reverend Cliffy, please help us. What does it mean to be blameless in conduct? We're all sharing. It means your behavior, the things you the things you do in terms of I mean within and without in the house of God, outside the house of God, you must do things that would not give a wrong impression of, of the God that you serve. Uh, for example, like as a Christian and found maybe fighting in public. <laughs> Actually fighting, not, not fighting in public, fighting. Out, I mean, or... Biting, biting the police. And, and fighting with somebody who is doing something wrong in the public bus. <laughs> I mean, but generally, your, your, the things you do must speak of the God you serve. In every sense. Amen. Wonderful. So you understand you must be blameless in conduct. How many of you think you understand it? How many of you still do not understand blameless? Okay, how many of you think you understand blameless in conduct? 
How many of you do not, please put your hand, how many of you do not understand blameless in conduct? How many of you do not understand English? <laughs> no, no, please. How many of you think you understand blameless in conduct? A lot of people here don't understand it. What about here? No, no, excuse me. Let me ask. I don't know whether my English is not good enough. Please, how many of you understand blameless in conduct? Okay, how many of you do not understand blameless in conduct? You don't understand. After his explanation, you still do not understand. Pastor Cliffio, they still do not understand blameless in conduct. They've lifted up their hands that they don't understand blameless in conduct. Okay. So, please explain it. Is it the explanation they don't understand or the English they don't understand? I mean, conduct is your behavior. The things you say, the things you do. As a believer, as and also as a shepherd, your behavior or yeah, the things you do must not give an occasion for somebody to speak negatively about your God. For example, there's a problem. Yes, somebody didn't act well, but your response is also very inappropriate to the point that a comment is made like, and you call yourself a Christian. Do you get it? They are not saying that, or maybe what the comment is not, it's, it's directed at saying that, yes, maybe something wrong has been done, but your response must reflect, reflect who you say you are. And so that is what is blameless. In, I mean, that's an example. Let's say there's there's problem at work. There's a problem at work, and then maybe a number of people were found to be causing trouble. As a Christian or as a shepherd, you should not be in the, that list. Yes, maybe something was not done properly or some money that was due you was not paid. But there's a better way of responding to that injustice than the way of, say, going to the company and pouring rubbish, I mean, at the workplace, destroying, I mean, property and all those things. Those things will not really solve the problem and neither is that kind of behavior expected of a shepherd I, 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 are you now clear okay so how many of us now understand blameless in conduct you're a good teacher they all understand number seven husband of one wife what about wife of one husband <laughs> okay, so husband of one wife. Okay, number eight. You must be vigilant. You must be vigilant. You must be vigilant. Number nine. You must be what? Sober. What does it mean to be sober? Self control. Moderate. Temperate. Um, sound-minded, not being influenced by external factors. Yeah. Okay, so that's what it means to be sober. And then number 10, 
good behavior. Good behavior. Number 11 is what? Lover of strangers. Lover of strangers. Giving to hospitality. Lover of strangers. I think to be a good shepherd, you must love strangers. It's very easy to love people you know and people who are like you and people who look like you and people that you have a natural flow with. But to be a good shepherd, you must love more than your kind and more than your type and more than people that you you would naturally choose. Do you understand? So you have to be a lover of strangers. A stranger is someone you don't know. There's someone who does not look like you. Someone may not like what you like. And probably may not even speak the language you speak. But you have to love that person. That is a lover of strangers. Given to hospitality. Amen. Number 12. Okay. Up to teach. Up to teach. Do we all have up to teach? Oh, do we all have up to teach? That is being able to teach. Okay. Number 13. Not giving to wine. Is there anyone here who is giving too much wine? <laughs> much, not much, not giving. Not giving to, to wine. Not much wine. Not giving to wine. Yeah. Oh, you have not given too much wine. Okay, not giving too much wine. There's another point. What's the difference be- between the two? One has much, one has not got much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how much is much. But In everything, there's excess. So I think uh, anything you are doing, as you're approaching the excess, you know that you're approaching excess. I mean, you're going out of control. And probably you're even getting addicted to it. So not giving to wine, not giving to much wine. Yeah. I think uh, it's up to you to decide. Okay. Next one. No striker. No striker. You're not a boxer. Not a boxer in your house. You're not a boxer in public. Okay, so you're not a striker. No striker. No striker. (laughs) Number 15. Not greedy or filthy looker. What's a sign that you're not greedy or filthy looker? Something can help you. That you pay what? You pay your tithe. You pay your tithe. And then you give offerings. Yeah. And then you do what? You give to, to the poor. Okay, needy people give to the poor. So you give your tithe, especially your tithe. Okay, when you start paying tithe, it's a sign that you are overcoming, you know, greediness and setting your heart on money. Isn't it? Yeah. And then the last one, you must be patient. Please welcome the bishop. Father, thank you for your blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Number one.
the rod of the shepherd. Functions of the rod. Number one, ruling. Now, when I say the rod of the shepherd, it's a symbol of what you are expected to do. If you are a doctor and you are called, you are expected to listen to the chest. You are expected to listen to the heart. You are expected to examine the stomach. You are expected to press some places. Do you understand? So those are things that you are expected to do. Are you there? So number one, you are expected when you become a shepherd and you are given your staff, I'm expecting you to rule. Rule. Stand. You are supposed to rule. Wes, can I get a staff? Anybody should give me a stick. Is there, do they sell walking stick in that shop? Oh. Get me one of the Maasai sticks. And... So, when you become a shepherd, you are given a rod in the spirit. And with the rod, you are expected to rule. What do you think? You cannot be a softy. Amen. What is that? My science. Do they sell it? They don't have some for sale there. It's for the God. When I give you, I say you are now a shepherd. With this, I'm expecting you to rule. Who is your first subject in your kingdom? Yeah. Just get her to stand up. Get her to stand up. (laughs) This is your first subject in your kingdom. I'm expecting you to rule her. You see. So now if you can't rule subject citizen number one. can you rule the rest of the citizens? How many can understand it? Now, sometimes marriage can be likened to loto. Do you have loto in um, you call it toto? Mercy. (laughs) Okay. Now, uh, <laughs> is it called Toto? Are you sure? Uh, uh, it's Toto Loto. Yeah, they have that in Switzerland too. Toto Loto. Toto Loto. No, but, but it, the, the, it's Loto is the lottery. Mm-hmm. We stay with the lottery? Sometimes you have one that is easier to rule. Do you understand? You may get somebody easier to rule. But you may get somebody more difficult to rule. But you have to rule. So, come and stand here, my darling. Come this way. 
Yeah, come with your rod. And um, can I have a, I want a smaller, smaller, come my dear. I want somebody smaller. Let us assume, let us assume that ruling your first citizen is the same as carrying. Uh, now you two come. No, are you a big? Are you big or small? Big. Are you small or big? Medium. Okay. No, you are taller than. You got another small one there. You come. You are Eva. Pastor Kingsley's wife. Citizen number one of Pastor Kingsley's tribe. So let's have it three sizes. Come this way. No, no, no. Stay here. One, two, three. Are you the smallest? Okay. So now, see if you can carry her. No, carry her. She lift her legs. Wow. So you see, as he married this one, it was easier. Now come to this one. To, but you're able to later, but not so high, isn't it? Okay, now come to that number three. Yes, ready, steady, go. brother come back three of you so you see ruling this first citizen was easier with this one was a little more difficult with this one and was impossible with this one that is that is why sometimes when you are criticizing somebody for what he has not been able to do you may not know how you may not know what weight he has been made to carry that he cannot even is buckling under that weight before he can go and add some other issues yeah so it is only certain men who can. Kapos, will you please come? Now, to whom much is given, much is expected. 
Now, it's not all pastors who can succeed in their ministry depending on whom they are married to. It's true. You, you may not know, but it's a reality. I mean, I'm showing you, can, it's easy to see. Yeah. Because you may not have the strength of this Rambo that we have here. <laughs> now, let's marry this one and let's see. Try lifting her. Maybe he's planting a lot of churches. He's doing so many things. You are praising. So this guy is very anointed. He's prayerful. But maybe he's even praying less. But the weight that he's carrying is far less. Ooh. I mean, this guy is praying. Not the number. Citizen number one that he's carrying. Ooh. Now. <laughs> this one. Citizen number two. Put her on your chest. Lift her up again. Put her on your chest. You are holding her like bamboo. Wow. <laughs> Champions League. Champions League. <laughs> Now, my brother, this is your new calling. Let's see what you can do. Keyboard is come. I remove, I remove that jacket. Oh no! Okay, uh, uh, Pinocchio, come. Ah, look at this man. Supposing I give this little boy, I give him this. Come, my dear. Oh, you see. You're putting on weight has helped us by the camera. 
you get a reward. You get a reward. You've tried. This one is, huh? It has helped the preaching to be understood. Can you carry it? Try. He will fall down. You see, some of the women, they know that they are destroying the men. She said that he will fall down. She said that he will fall down. He will fall down. When I marry him, I will spoil his ministry. I will spoil his ministry. When he tries to carry me, I will spoil him. She knows. She knows her own weight. She knows what she's bringing to the thing. She knows he cannot lead her. He's even coming and saying, you are a small boy. Brother, try, try, try. You gotta 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 try. grace of God, the power of God, the anointing of God. Has abounded towards you. You have labored more abundantly. Look, this one is sweating. Look at the size of the two pastors. Not by might, nor by power. So sometimes you don't know certain special graces. Allowing certain people to be married to similar beasts. Similar beasts and it is working. But you don't know the adjustments that are being made. Yeah, but some people, they can't. They can't. They can't do it. Sometimes they can't do it and they can't be head pastors. But sometimes they can do it and they can be assistant pastors. There are some people, because of whom they marry, they cannot be head pastors. It's true. Some people, because of whom they marry, they can only be assistant pastors. Some people, because of whom they marry, they can, they can only be one of several pastors. Some people, because of whom they marry, they cannot be missionaries. They, they, can, they can work for God, they can be in the church, they can be pastors, but they can't be missionaries. Some people, because of whom they marry, they cannot be the main missionary. Oh yeah, some people, because of whom they marry, they cannot be full-time in the ministry. It, it depends on what weight you are carrying and your ability. But the first thing is the first rule you, you, with the rod is a scepter. It's a symbol of your authority and you rule. He said he shall stretch forth his scepter and rule. You see, so the first thing, I used to think that a pastor is somebody who is just nice, smart, everybody. But if you know a real leader, 
I was surprised. I was asking the people in my office, you know, I'm out, so I, I thought they would all say, well, I'm very kind. And so you are hard. Hey! I was almost offended. So, oh, you are very hard. You are very hard. So, oh, I thought they would say, I'm very nice. Very so, so. <laughs> because if I'm not hard, you see what will happen. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be strong. Very strong. Strongest so far. Have you watched Rambo? You haven't watched Rambo? When they were torturing him, the guy who was torturing him, he turned to him, he said, when he put him on the electricity, and he was and he said, you are strong. Very strong. The strongest so far. So, pastors, the first thing is to be hard and rule your citizen number one. The woman that thou givest me. She's saying, why are you not allowing me to talk to people in the garden? I want to talk to people. I want to be free. I also want to go out and I want to have friends. I want to be normal. I want to be like everybody. Then you went and talked to the snake. Talk, 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 talk. You want this? You want this? Okay, go. Now you are talking to a snake. Then you've gone to eat the fruit. You've come. I'm okay. You have eaten it. Adam, eat some. Adam, eat that you love me. Why, why don't you eat you love me? You want me to die alone? You won't even love me. You don't love me. You don't love me. The Bible says, husband, love your wives. Husband, love your wives. That is the main card the devil uses, that verse. The devil also quotes scriptures. When Jesus met the devil in the wilderness, he used the verse, three scriptures. He used scriptures that the Lord will deliver you if you do this. This He used scriptures and Jesus said, it is written. If you be the son of God, this, prove it. Show. Show the power of God. This is your chance. But if you are not armed with the scripture yourself, they will use the scripture. The devil will use the scripture and say, husband, love your wife. That's when you also turn around and say, well, the scripture says that if any man come unto me and hate not his mother, his father, and his wife, and his children, and his brothers, and his sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. I'm deploying that scripture on you today. If I don't hate my wife, today I am hating you. Even myself. Even myself, I hate myself at times. It's a verse. Bring this scripture. Also bring this scripture. Yeah. So, all the brothers, phlegmatic brothers, weak brothers, your weakness is not allowing you to be a leader. Your weakness is not allowing you to go straight. Every time somebody tells you, can you go a little? Okay. Okay. You are going straight. Well, a straight road has been made for you. But can you please come this way? Please? Okay. Please. I, I want to. Are you, uh, can I? I want to pass it. They say I should come. So can you go this way? You also want me to go this way, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> By now, I've reached down there. But I'm following this advice. Every time they say I should. If I can please. 
would I okay this I'm sorry, I want to please if you can come this way. I'm trying to go to the back there. So I just pleasing just to be nice to them. I want to just go this way. A straight road has been made. When I go here, I can just go straight. Look, I've accomplished my calling just now. I'm straight. But because they keep on whispering in my ears that this place is not a so I'm going here, but I'm excuse me. Hold it, hold it, hold. Yes. Please, I should come back. I should come back here and go here. This side. Oh, okay, these people should come here. My calling would have finished by now. My first phase, my first three churches would have been. I'm still here after five years. I'm still here after five years because of following, listening to things that I shouldn't listen to. Look, if you are a man, be a man. A man is not by the size of your penis. You want me to tell you that? things that make you a man. Yes! You think you are a man? If you are a man, if you are a man, show us by where you can go and how straight you can go and what you can do. I shouldn't say it. I'll say it. You say you are a man, you say you are a brother, you say you are a pastor. Number one, you are to rule. And you, if he cannot rule his own house, he cannot, he cannot. Not disqualify from ruling these small, small boys and girls in the church. Sit down. You say you are a man. You are joking. Revelation chapter 19, verse 15. Hey, by now the lions are getting wet. What does it say? I've removed it. It says, and out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword. And what? Revelation chapter 19, verse 15. Out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword. And, and the last part says, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. Amen? He shall rule them with what? Iron. Hey, does it not denote some hardness? Huh? Yeah. Iron, not wood. Iron. So, pastors, rise up and lead your house. You don't have money. Your wife is making you take your children to an expensive school. Hmm? <laughs> you are poor because of that. <laughs> And you want to transfer that bill to the church. The problem is you have to correct. Because when the women meet, they say, My child go, what does your child? My child go to school. My child go to school. Montessori. My child go to this school. Private school. Public school. This school. This school. And they are child. Where does your child go? My child go to. 
You are a fool. That's why you don't have money. You cannot, you cannot put your foot down. This is what we are doing now. We are here. When I bought, we buy the church, I brought a, one of my relatives to come and see the church that we were buying. When she saw the church, she said, Oh, what place is this? Mm. Mm. If I was to have followed her nose, the day that I saw that nose, we will not have a cathedral that Yongicho came to dedicate. That's the church that Yongicho came to dedicate. When she saw, she said, Fish. Mm. If I follow that nose, You say you are a leader, you are following people's noses. You have to be strong. We are coming, the place was smelling. Muslims outside doing uh, whatever, do a praying outside, people gambling, rubbish, heap, toilet, the front of the church, front of the hall had urinals. Urinals. No roof. Oh! It was just, that is the very church that Yongicho came with. So many Americans and Pastors, assemblies of God, mission directors, and couriers, and all of I came to dedicate the plaque is still there. That's why he stood right in that pulpit and dedicated it. They are following people. Oh, oh. But by now, we will not even be in Kenya. If you are not strong, if I'm not strong, I cannot send somebody to Kenya from London. Are Kenyans not trying to go to London? I'm asking you one question. Tell me the truth. Are Kenyans not trying to go to London? Are Kenyans not trying to go to America? Where where there are not a lot of Americans, are Kenyans killed in American embassy when the bomb came? Yes, everybody was trying to get visa. All the embassies of Europe and America are filled with Africans trying to go. Then I am standing in Europe sending people away from Europe into deep Africa. When their parents are advising them against it, their parents are saying... What do you mean? This man, this guy, what are you doing? This guy is spoiling people's lives. What are you doing? If I'm not strong, I cannot maintain my cause. I cannot maintain my cause. If I'm not strong. Godwin, if you are not strong, you cannot obey God. You cannot do what you are supposed to do. If Pasani is not strong, he cannot be in Nigeria. Even when, he, when I sent him to Nigeria... He said, if I'm, if I'm not strong, I cannot send him to Nigeria. First of all, I have to be strong to send him to Nigeria. <laughs> I said that. Who go to Nigeria? Hey! If I'm not strong, I cannot send. If you're not strong, you cannot send people. When you look at their face, you can't send them again. When you look at them, you feel, ooh. <laughs> I cannot send this person there. Yeah, you have to be, uh, that sometimes I feel that if I'm not there, a lot of the missions will not come on. Because I know what it involves to say to somebody, go. And especially sometimes when you love the people and then you know them personally, it's not easy to send them. And you know it's going to be hard. It will be hard, we know. And the road will be muddy and rough, but we'll get there. Heaven knows how we We know we will. We we are going. Heaven knows where we are going. 
we will get there. Heaven knows how we will get there. We know we will. somebody away from Nairobi when he has moved to Nairobi city and now you are saying move from Nairobi city to where? Kisumu and to where again? Nakuru and to where again? and to where again? huh? where? Lochodio Lokichodio Lokichodio he has moved to Nairobi city now you say go to Lukuchodio. Hey! If you are not strong, you cannot look at somebody and say, go to Lukuchodio. Go to Lukuchodio. You, 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 you look at them and you say, let's have a committee meeting. Then when you have a meeting, what do you think? The people say, yeah, you know, because of the remoteness of it, I think we need to emphasize in the cities first. And when the cities are established, before we can, that's the end of it. It will never happen. When I sent Pastor Niajedu to, he used to be, he used to work as Shanti Kofi, chief executive. Not a chief, but executive. When I sent him to Nigeria, he told me something. When he said that thing, it struck me in my heart. He said that the decision to go to Nigeria is more difficult than the decision to come into full-time ministry. That decision is far, it's a different decision. I remember we were at a Chinese church and me, my meeting, I don't have any official place. <laughs> you, you, I don't have any particular place that I have meetings. I said, cool. And he said it is the more difficult. It's a place that he is afraid of. In that place. Because if you go there and you hear the stories in the place, you'll be afraid. That's why I said you have there is a respect you have to have. That's why I dedicated that book, Take Up Your Cross to Pastor Jake. Because I remember when I came to Ghana, God told me I was in London, send Jake to Nigeria. It was also not easy for me. So I called him. I'm coming to Ghana. Meet me. Meet me. At Kwame Nkrumah Circle. I will drive with you to my house. On the way, I will tell you something. (laughs) It's true. That's why I'm trying to do all I can do whilst I'm here. Or send people out. Do there are some very hard things. If you are not ruling with a rod of iron, you cannot do. If you come later with a rod of wood or rod of plastic, you see that it will be shaking.
if we are not strong, we will not have had a crusade in Tamale in Ghana, the northern Islamic city of Ghana. When Bonke Reinhard Bonke went to his crusade there, he was stopped in the middle of the crusade. At the end, he had to close down the crusade. But the Muslim did not allow that thing to go, and he had to leave the town. And I said, let's go there. It will be hard, we know, and the road will be muddy and rough, but we'll get there. Heaven knows how we will get. We know we will. If you are not hard, you cannot send people to go and die. You know they will die. When the D Day came, sixth of June. 1944, when all the allies invaded Europe to remove Hitler, General um, Churchill, the president, they knew, and the generals for the British, they knew most of the people would die. As soon as they opened the boats, the Germans were with their guns. As soon as they opened the boats, they started to come out. They would die. So it's a matter of more coming so that the ones that survive will be on the sand, on the beach. That's what we call establishing a beachhead. <clears throat> and there is no way you can fight a win a war when you are flying. You have to be on the ground and take from here to here to here to here. Then when we are, when the Hitler, when they reach it, Hitler only killed himself when they were about 100 meters from where he was. That's when he killed himself. He never gave up. And he gave orders for the whole of Germany to be destroyed. He wanted to destroy Germany as it was ending and he had lost. There are people that if you are not hard, you cannot remove them. It's true. There are some people you, you, if you are not hard, and they knew that most of the people would die. And then 50 million men died. And when the prince was growing up, most of the young people, they were not in the universities. There were no graduates. Everybody had died in the war. All the young men, all the universities, everybody was dead. Yeah. If you read his biographies, you'd be surprised to find that all the young men in England were dead from the war. There were no more professors, no more this, no more that, no more. They were all dead from the war. And you know, when you ascend the people, they will all die. And they will achieve one step. Boom! They are dead in the water. Sorry to inform you, wife and children, your father is dead. Sorry to inform you, died in unknown cause of death. Sorry to inform you. Sorry. That's, that's war. You are not hard. So I'm telling you, your, your, your strength of me, your, your, your accomplishment in ministry is often related to the level of hardness. If you are not strong, you cannot build. If you are wimpy, Milk toast. You know what is a milk toast. If you are a milk toast, have you seen toast? When you put it in milk, then it becomes. If you are a milk toast, you cannot go far. As we are in Nigeria, we are now even sending more. Last year, I sent 20, about 20 guys. I don't know how many, but something like that. 20 young students. I've known them for years. When they finish, I said, oh, I'm sending you to die. Where are you sending us? I said, when, when you finish, when I finish, I said, go to Nigeria. 
all of them, different, different towns. Bomosho, Oshomogbo, here, here, here. Akure, here. Go, just go. I close my say, go, just go. I don't want to see you again. Vanish into the field. Hey, it's not easy, yo. I'll, if you like, come and take my job and see if you can send anybody. You see that you stay with everybody forever. You never send anybody again. It's not easy, yo. But that's why the first one is. So if you can't rule your wife. Wow. So you see, to be a shepherd, duty number one is to be what? Hard. Number two, what am I telling you? What's the topic? Functions of the rod. When you are a shepherd, you are giving the rod. Number one is rule. Number two is to way making. Make a way. Way making. You use your rod to make a way for people. Amen. Exodus 14 verse 15. And the Lord said unto Moses, Lift thou up thy rod, stretch out thine hand over the sea, and divide it, and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Every good pastor must make a way for his people. Amen. What do you think? Moses stretched out his rod like that, and the sea opened all his sheep. All the children of Israel, they all had a way. And they were all able to pass through. Where they wouldn't have been able to pass through. So when you are a good pastor, how many people came from Tanzania? Stand up. We are all Tanzanians. How many of you are Tanzanians? Now, put your hands down. You see, maybe you you have a lot of members in your church and then they cannot come. What do you do? Take your rod. Go to the Red Sea that your people cannot pass through. You stretch out like that and make a way that the sea will pass. And call your Tanzanians and say, let's go to the camp. You don't have money, you see. I make a way. You don't have car. I organize a bus. You don't speak English. I'm going to get Swahili interpretation for the back. I've organized my own Swahili. All the Swahili section will be there. All done by the pastor. The people you make a way for today, tomorrow, they will, they will even make a way for you in your, in your ministry. Yeah. It's true. When you are a pastor, you have to help some people. They, they don't have, they cannot. You make a way for them big time. Pastors with big churches have big way making ministries. Wow. Bishop Oye Depo, with the biggest church in the world building, his attendance is 100,000 now. Inside is 50,000, outside is 50,000. He has 52,000 churches inside the auditorium, and outside he has 50,000 benches. 
outside. That's outside. He has moved there. He moved there. He bought chairs. And he told us, I saw the church, he told the chairs in our cathedral. He bought the same chairs. Yeah. He bought 52,000, put it in his church. And outside is 150,000 benches that were inside. Now, he has the biggest way making ministry in the whole world. He has the highest number of buses, even more than the city of Lagos does not even have buses like that. When you see the buses like, like ants, any church with, with a big fire has an equally big way making ministry. The first time I saw buses that were like small, small cars. Do you have Tico? Do you have Tico? Daiwu Tico here. It was when I went to Korea. Buses. Buses are like cars. We went to the Olympic Stadium, 100,000 people. Buses. You would think that everybody comes with his car. Everybody. Buses have been organized and a way has been made for 100,000 people to come. Any, you see, when you see Moses moving with 100,000 people, he has made a big way, he has made a big way for 100,000 people to come. So, a pastor, if you are going to have a lot of people, you have to make a way because most of the people are poor. The larger your way making, the larger your congregation. The larger your way making, that's why every pastor with a bitch has a big way making ministry. Buses, free buses for the for the poor people a lot of people people who stay far away you can't come because i'll make a way for you to come from that place to here the bigger your way making the bigger your congregation so moses stretch out moses coming with two million people he has to make a road for two million people with their goat and sheep and all their luggage can you imagine how, how much and enough time. So you made a way for them to pass. Let's go, children. Let's go, children. When you are a pastor, don't feel shy when you are paying transport for people. Don't feel shy when you are giving books to people free. Don't feel shy when you are buying things for people. Don't feel shy when you are buying clothes for people. You are buying tie for them. You are buying jacket for them. You have to make a way for people. People don't know even how to dress. Don't feel shy when you are showing people how to dress. Don't feel shy when you are giving them clothes. <laughs> Your father made a way for you. That's why you are there. Maybe somebody's father has not been able to make, make way for big. Big way making means big congregation. Go and look at the big churches in the world. They all have big way making ministries. Don't, don't worry when you are helping people a lot. One day you, you will stop helping them because they will be okay. Most of the people that I've helped in the past, I don't help them anymore. But they are okay. They don't need, they don't need all those things anymore. Sit down. Some of the people, you have to show them who to marry because they, they don't know how to marry. True. <laughs> Pastors have to help their children to marry. We don't know who we are marrying. One day, I saw one of my daughters. 
in the ministry. She was in the church. She had a, I will let me use the word handicap. She had a handicap. And because of that handicap, no one was choosing her. No one was choosing her. Yeah, nobody was choosing her. When they choose, everybody chooses her, but they don't choose her. They choose her, but they don't choose her. They choose her, they don't choose her. So I decided to make a way for her. So, one day a brother came. I need somebody to marry. I remember my sister. You have you seen sister? This message continues on the next track. Keep listening.